Welcome to the Killing Yanks Podcast. This is Bobby Shaw, alongside my co-host as always, Miles Gipp. And on today's episode, we provide a counterpunch to the episode that just dropped earlier today, which was from a couple of weeks ago. That episode was all about the job search struggle and some of the issues that we've become aware of as we talk to other folks out in the marketplace regarding the recruiting, interviewing, hiring, and onboarding process, and some of the frustration that's wrapped up in that. This episode, episode 63, actually talks about the reverse side of that. And what does it look like when the hiring process goes extremely well, when it's done with respect, when it's done with intentionality? And this is a really great conversation. Certainly in episode 62, you'll hear the frustration, you'll hear some stories from people who have struggled through this process. And then in this episode, you'll hear the other side of it, which we think is just as important to highlight when it's done incredibly well. So thank you for joining us today on the Cutting Names Podcast. And we look forward to hearing your feedback on this. And we'll see you on the other side. I'm excited today about this topic. So, so you sounded semi-fired up last night when you called me. So like, what, yeah. what, so like what happened with Mandy? What, like, well, what was the deal? Again, you know, without, I know no one probably from, you know, her school or whatever, you know, listens to this, but right. So I'll try to keep it <laughs> as general as possible. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, let me say this you, you know with leadership and yep. certain leaders have a certain perspective or things that are important and you know to you and I culture is very important and I mean it, it's really for us I think um, you know part of what we measure it's, it's hard to measure but what we measure success with because you know, today's society, people want to stay where they're where they're appreciated, where they you know um, enjoy being. Let's say. Right. So I say all that to say, you know, when you've got a leader that that really doesn't care about culture um, and doesn't care that that the uh, the internal fighting may be happening and all those things, right? And then when you get a new leader in the same environment that recognizes culture, that, that looks at those things, that is aware, right? Uh, and it's important to them. And and all the things that make up a bad culture, mm-hmm. they start to squash and address mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and you know, and start, start praising people and recognizing people. And it just, you can see, in, in my instance, I can see just this happiness sh- shift you know, if you will, right, there's been years of frustration, why, 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 why isn't it, you know, addressed, why this, and all of a sudden, and it, you know, and it hit me with you in your search, and how culture is such a big part of what you do, and what you talk about, and, you know, you were told, um, you know, given some advice, don't talk about culture, right, but yet it's so integral in what you do, and so you kept, on being you and you found this amazing spot that embraced that message that wanted that to be a part of what they do and and i'm envisioning and you and i talked about it maybe a little bit yesterday if you would have settled and been in a spot where you're not happy but you're trying to conform or trying to fit into what they want or what they want that person to be versus stay true to yourself and continue finding that cultural fit for you to be happy. I mean, when, when my wife was talking about that yesterday, just, just her culture shift and and in a school, right. There's there's And when she was talking about that and her happiness and all the things that are going along with it, you know, it just, I, to me, it reinforced what we're talking about, what what you fought for, what what you were looking for, why you were looking for it, and and it was just uh, it was one of those like light bulb moments almost where it's like regardless of anything else, if we can continue talking about this and pushing people to be strong, if if they're in a job search or in a in an environment that's that's not healthy, um, you know, for us, that's why I, I don't want to miss any of these podcasts when possible, and and talk about that. and And I don't think it's something that um, 
you know, people will get tired of, or we, I, for sure as hell, we, we're not getting tired of it, you know? Um, Absolutely not. I mean, look, I recorded all this and I'm so glad I did because I think it's brilliant. And, you know, what I was going to say, and I'm still going to say it, but I'm going to change. Well, I'm going to add something to it. What you were saying earlier, I mean, there's just a shockingly number, high number of companies and leaders who just don't think culture is important. And which is why I think I got that advice from a well-meaning mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. who thought they were being helpful. Right. And in reality, it wasn't helpful. Um, although it just, reinforced, it just reinforced that there are people out there who believe that like, oh, no, 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 that's too polarized. You can't talk about that. Oh, no. You know, that's not really clearly defined. So then we transitioned from that to I don't know if you saw this came out yesterday. Haven't listened to it yet, but I think we should. And maybe we get, maybe we try to get someone on the podcast from this. So Jonathan Mays does this, does this RBI podcast, the restaurant business. Um, I can't remember what the I stands for, but anyway, he does this podcast. The title of the podcast yesterday, why culture is so important in restaurants. I mean, why is culture so important? That was yesterday. I'm going to yeah. actually shoot this over to you. Like, uh, it was a um, deeper dive with Cameron Mitchell, the founder of Cameron Mitchell Restaurants, joins the RV podcast to talk about building culture, the state of fine dining and chocolate milkshakes. So obviously, probably a fine dining guy. But um, the reality is we know it matters, right? We know it matters. And um, I was so happy to see that because it does feel like sometimes that we're out on an island here and that we're we're. Uh, you know, we continue to beat this drum. And then all of a sudden, under the heading of financing, by the way, which I love, right. I love, I love financing, why culture is so important in restaurants. So I'm really glad you shared all that because it's so, it's so true. And you're right. And, and, you know, you know, there, there was a couple of things I could have settled for and, you know, almost did on one, even though you and I both knew, cause I talked to you more about that opportunity than I talked to anyone else about it. Cause we talked about it every week. And, and so, um, but I, you know, I think now on the heels of accepting this offer and, you know, coming on board with salt and straw here in a few weeks, who, who is a young company, not a whole lot of units, but a strong commitment to culture building. Like, the recognition that what they've done over the last 18 months is like start to build out the team to allow them to scale that growth the right way. And they knew they needed the right people there and they know how important culture is. They know how important hospitality is. And I could not be more thrilled to be a part of a, of an organization that's 11 years old. They're going to be 12 years old this year. And, you know, this opportunity is, and you said it perfectly. It's exactly what I was looking for. I had just begun to wonder if I was ever going to really find it, you know, yeah, like, yeah, right. is, oh, yeah. is it still there? Is it still out there? Do people really believe this or are we just continuing to beat our head against the wall and hope that we find it? And, um, you know, I really do think this, this is, you know, very similar to those early days at Chipotle where wasn't a lot of money, but strong commitment to building the brand, strong commitment to building culture, strong commitment to have a great experience on, on both sides of the transaction, <laughs> you know, the guest side and the team side, you know, inside of, inside of the shop. So it's exciting. And I, I agree. We're not getting tired of this. I don't ever want to get tired of it because it just is going to continue to become more and more important. And when people on a national podcast are talking about it, mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking important. So. <clears throat> yeah. You know, in, in culture people, I think people, may to me may think culture means expense like right. i gotta spend my money on stuff to right. build right culture or recognize people which can be definitely part of it sure but to me culture starts from the very top yep right and if it's me and my from from my organization down i'm responsible for the culture of, of my people, but right. you know, the people, right. you know, the, the CEOs and, and all of those yep. folks, you, you mean, really drive, right. Cultural experience in, in their, in their brand. And I was talking Absolutely. to somebody, 
was talking to somebody the other day and they had meetings um, with their CEO over the last week and a half um, and probably eight, nine hours worth of meetings, right? About certain things all of a sudden. And, and they right. said, uh, you know, I've, I've spent more time and talked to them more in the last week than I have in the five years combined since I've been here. And it's like, wow. <laughs> it was, it was like, what really? Like, and, and then of course my next question would be why, you know, like, like what's changed, you know, you know, what's different. And, what was that trigger point? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, <laughs> it wasn't social, right? Meetings or, or whatever. Right. It was where the, where the result meetings, which, which are fine. They're, they're definitely part of it. But when you, when you peel it back and five years, five years in, that's what you've got. That's the culture, you know, again, that word, right. That you, that you live in. Um, but then, but then same organization, you know, professes all these things about culture, like, like everybody does. It, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, goes back, you know, it really hit me with, again, with my wife, where it's like, man, when, when that someone sees that shift within their organization and all it took was, you know, principal out, principal in, um, and, and someone can quickly shift that, that feeling that you've got, that, that communication mm -hmm. you've got, that just those simple pieces of recognition and conversation, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. you know, call it showing care. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the bosses have to be the bosses, but man, when, when they're a little bit human and just take a little bit of time and it goes all the way back, I think all the way back to that story that I've shared on here where, when I worked at Walmart and, you know, and Doug was flying by and he was the leader of his castle, you know, Walmart's super center, big store, lots of people, lots of things going on. And he stopped what he did. You know, we weren't overly social. He just stopped and said, hey, how's it going today? Right. Did one box and off he went. And it was like, again, I'm still talking about it. You know, 30 years later, it's like, how impactful was that? It was huge. And I think it's one of the things that we have talked about on this podcast is probably one of my most favorite things, because that's really defining servant leadership right there, because he could have just kept flying by, but he didn't. He stopped and he engaged you for one box. And you're absolutely right. It's it's that moment in time that, you know, for you, you're kind of frozen. And it's it's like this. This was a really, really important, important lesson for you. And I, I had that same I had that same lesson, you know, where I can, I can think back to the exact time where I was put on a register and I had really no business being on a register at the time. Right. And, and so, you know, but they saw something in me and they wanted to try to invest in me and develop me. So I, I love that story. And I think that's such, I think those principles are timeless, you know, Miles, I think those are things that, that we can continue to talk about over and over and over again. And every, every listener needs to hear it. They just need to hear it. And, and for you, you know, again, we've talked about it. You, you found, found a home, found what you feel like is a, is a forever home. And for the, right. for the people out there that are searching for something, whatever it is for them, for, for you, it was high culture. Yep. Yep. Um, for others, it may be different things. Right. But when you settle, when you settle and, you know, you don't find, that that home you it, it's hard it's really difficult to feel good about that so at some point it may be six months it may be 18 months yep right it starts to feel like um a job <laughs> that's exactly what i was that that is so well said that's exactly what i was going to say what i was going to say was at some point i think you start wondering what if you know what if i hadn't have settled what if I would have kept looking? What if I would have had more courage to wait it out? You know, I mean, and it is, it's, it's, this is not an easy thing to do. It's, it's, you know, and, you know, I think you and I would be the first ones to acknowledge that when you're in the middle of a job search, you and I have talked about this. I mean, yeah. there's the reality of life. And, yeah. you know, I think you said it best the other day, you know, the bills keep coming in, you know, <laughs> the bills keep coming in. I mean, 
life still happens. Life still keeps coming hard. And I, I can tell you that throughout this search for me, it has been this experience of like, in so many ways, it, it became this, this kind of feeling of, that we're still in the dark ages. Like some of these things that were being asked in interviews, I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you, what are you doing? Like, you know, and again, um, in, in fact, just right before this offer, I had a conversation uh, with a uh, with a potential company that had actually reached out to me, and I didn't I I didn't even seek them out. So I had this great conversation, and then we got to the end of it, and they're like, "Well, this has been put on hold, so I'm not sure exactly when we're gonna crank it back up." You know, the founder just had a baby. You know, CEO's got this going on. I'm like why why are we talking right. like yeah. what, what, what's the point of this conversation right and it gets back to what we talked about on the last podcast on the last podcast which is about to drop um unedited because i was going to edit some oh, things out but oh, i'm not Lord. going i'm not <laughs> i'm not going to i'm just gonna let it fly <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna let it fly uh you know i i uh you know it kind of goes back to you know if you're not ready for a position don't get it posted. I also think, I also think that, that this is important because when we say culture and you were kind of on this track before I derailed you, when we talk culture, we're, we're talking about culture in every part of the business, right? And that includes, that includes recruiting, interviewing, and hiring. Those are the first culture touch points for anybody coming into an organization. And I'm telling you that that's one of the reasons that this experience with salt and straw is so fantastic is because it has been first class all the way from setting up calls to, you know, being on zooms to flying to flying to Portland, to having, to having conversations with people. I mean, their level, their level of follow-up, I mean, has been just top notch. And that gives me a lot of great, feelings heading into the role right like i'm already excited about the company and and, you know the mission and what we do but the fact that it was handled so well on the front end really for me it makes it even better yeah it's it's are they were they thoughtful were they you know like you said the follow-up piece and the engagement and and if that's there there feels like you know you can only you can only glean so much process but it's like right if it's there then there's a really good chance that it, it is what I per- perceive it to be or want it to be or feel like I can enhance. And when it's not, it's like, hmm, you know, you, you get those, you know, uh, yes. warning, warning lights going off, blaring in the background. And, right. Um, and right. You, know, again, you know, I admire you so much for being able to stick to your principles and, and, continue uh you know preaching the word of <laughs> of culture and community um because it's it's that's man that's tough and 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 you did it dude you stuck through it in portland oregon i guess right <laughs> portland oregon baby portland hey, oregon the Pacific Northwest. Vegas, that's, that's right hey there's no question like come on what is it an hour and a half flight to vegas maybe probably Something like that. Sweet. Yeah. Stacy me out Vegas on weekends. Miles <laughs> and Amanda. Now look, I, I, you know, I just want to kind of hook onto something you just said because it's super important. There's such a marked difference in my. I mean, there's more of a spring in my step in these last 48 hours. You know, there's there's more optimism. There's more excitement, of course, but it goes deeper than that even, and it, it's the culture piece it's the i know i'm joining an organization that truly really believes everything we talk about on this podcast mm-hmm. i have not had i have not had that for a really long time and you know as as i as as i wrote my little post on facebook yesterday you know lightning does indeed strike twice this time with ice cream instead of burritos but it's it's a um when, when you know that you're connecting with an organization and you're going to be doing work with that type of a culture, regardless of whether you like the work or not, 
and hopefully you do or you wouldn't have taken the job but it's it's just different when you know what you're walking it's just it's just different it feels different it feels like it used to feel you know in those early days of chipotle and i i can honestly say that over the last 10 years that has been hit and miss and mostly miss you know and so so you know the fact that you know it's in it's so it's one of those intangibles it's it's just when you're when you're a part of an organization that really believes in doing something bigger than themselves and creating that environment, that culture that we always talk about, right? Creating opportunities for other people that wouldn't exist. I mean, if, I mean, if you could have been a fly on the wall in these conversations and been in the room when I was interviewing all day last Friday, it was absolutely staggering how much the message connected with them like i didn't want to come home like i was like can i just start can i just stay like you know it was that sort of a feeling it just makes everything else easier you know what i mean it just makes it all i mean it's hard work and it's hard to grow and scale and we're opening a lot of shops and we have you know just a lot of plans on the table but it makes all of that when you're with the right people and in the right organization it makes all of that easier to tackle right yeah and you know what we do and what the listeners do is 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 hard work um it's taxing when when you give everything into it no matter what level you're at no matter what industry you're in when you give everything that you've got and in, in a lot of cases these days you're wearing probably way too many hats doing way too many mm-hmm. things um mm-hmm. and you're 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 spread thin mentally more a lot more than physically Yep. A little, a little appreciation, a little, you know, talk to, to people and, you know, there's this, you know, upcoming recession potentially and all the things financially. Right. And, you, you know, you probably yep. see it on LinkedIn where, you know, you, you've got people posting, I was a victim, been laid off, you know, you, you start yep. to see yep. some of it as people prepare and try to get ahead of it financially. When you're doing all that and you're, you're, extending yourself and overextending yourself that's to keep going and to keep pushing through that's to me that's when that culture piece really kicks in and when everything's going great and financials are through the roof and you know everybody it's when it's easy to be happy it's easy to try to create this this great place to be but when times are tough and people are are stressed and maybe financial results or whatever results that you're looking for aren't there um, like they were. That's when that piece and that, that how do you talk to each other in the building? How do you treat each other? All of those things, do I, do I still say, Hey man, great job today. Thank you. Appreciate what you do um, and create that security with people. Or is it an, is it an environment where, and, and again, people on this listener are listening to this can be in the environment and probably are most of the time, or they can be creating yep. the environment. And I think you got to look in the mirror for your teams and what kind of environment do you create when it's tough and, and we see the things that are out there. Is there that feeling of, man, I'm okay, man, this is, this is tough. This is a hard, hard, you know, stretch, but I feel safe. I feel comfortable. I feel appreciated. Yeah. Maybe even some of the conversations are tough conversations, but, but that's just a tough conversation in a, in an environment that is comfortable is, you know, and, and if not, if it's an uncomfortable environment, right. Right. What's happening. And that's, I think to us, the point of the whole, this whole thing is for us, culture builds, um, you know, long-term loyalty, buy-in, commitment to the vision. I think for us, culture's at the base and root of all of that, not for when sales are up 30%. It's for when sales that's are down. Right. And right. I think that's that's what a lot of people are feeling right now. I agree with that. And I also think that for people to understand that there is a direct connection to having the right culture to the financial results, 
right? There is a way to measure how much your culture is impacting the business by your level of retention, your level of employee satisfaction, you know, your, you know, just your overall, just your overall happiness and well-being. I mean, if if we know that if we know that 62% of people are going to be leaving their job in the restaurant industry that first year, if we know that, then why in the world wouldn't we make changes, right? Why wouldn't we look at, because clearly what we're doing is not working at that point, right? So there is a direct, direct relationship to how, how healthy your culture is. And again, I will continue to beat this drum. You have kids this age. I have kids this age. People want to be a part of something that they know is going to be bigger than they are. And it's probably even bigger than the organization that they are in. And, you know, the example I use all the time is my time for Chipotle, where the mission was to change the way the world thought about and ate fast food. That was it. Change the way the world thinks about it. Change the, change the way they eat. Well, you could argue we did that. You know, it took, you know, it took years to do it, but look now, right? So, so I think that's so important to understand that for anyone out there who might be thinking culture, 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 it's not that really, it's not really that important. I'm worried about the bottom line. Right. I get it. And you get it. We get it. But that culture that you have is going to help to increase that bottom line over time. And it's not an overnight thing and you're going to go through tough seasons and, but realizing that if you have the right culture, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to get through it. You know, and I think about the Philadelphia Eagles, right. And, and there's been so much made of their really storybook season and, and, you know, you know, you know, Jalen hurts, great young QB. They just didn't do enough to beat the chiefs, right. They just didn't do enough to beat the chiefs, but I guarantee you, this is probably the first time I've watched three or four of the players talk, you know, uh, and, and their head coach um, who, who I don't necessarily like, I mean, as a head coach, but I'm telling you what, he was spot on, you know, he was like, it, look, we didn't do enough to win. We've got some work to do. It's not one play, you know, it, it, it was a whole number of things and we're going to go back and we're going to regroup and we're going to get better and we're going to be back. That's exactly the right culture that you have to have. It, it, it would have been so easy to go into that locker room after the game Sunday night and just rip that team, you know, because they really essentially in many ways, they just didn't play their second half the way they played the first half. And that's why they lost the game. And, but they didn't do that. They took ownership for it. And that's what great leaders do when things don't go well. And that's part of the culture that's clearly in the Eagles organization. So I love it. And, and I completely agree with you. Yeah, and, you know, and again, you going back to some of these examples, but I was talking to somebody and, and it was, it was, you know, I've been at this organization, here, here's what they said, I've, I've been at this organization for, for three years, and all of a sudden, the, the leader of the organization started, started talking to them, it's like, like, he goes, I, I was here three years, and I didn't think he liked me, like, and all of a sudden, I mean, he goes, I'm not sure what changed. I'm not sure what I did. <laughs> it's like, right, right. It blows your mind that, like, man, those people that go in every day in that environment yep. and struggle through it, um, you know, they, yep. they remain tough and focused despite that feeling. Right? And no, right. we've all had that, and nobody likes that. And it's like, I think for, for me, I'm bound and determined. For people to either um, do better themselves at creating the, that environment for their people, or right. find a different environment themselves, if they're not in charge of that, man, like there's stuff out there for you know for you. And, yep. and I think yeah. why I was so pumped about this is you're the best example of that at this moment for sure. Is I mean, imagine some of those other environments that you looked at and right came close to taking oh, it's so frightening i mean it's so frightening point. yeah so frightening i mean and i could have done it and and uh but i knew i wasn't being true to myself uh and you know and, and you know this kind of brings up and i even shared this in my interview last week or i guess it was earlier this week when i got the offer i was like look 
I know I'm not for everyone. I mean, I mean, I do know that. I mean, yeah. I do. I mean, I can be, I mean, I can be a little extra. And the fact that, and I think it goes exactly to the point that you're talking about. When you find someone that's a match that with that, it just, it makes it feel just as right in the world as it could be. It is, that is a magical feeling. That is a magical feeling. You know, someone who, who, who says, that's amazing. We, like, we need that. We want that. Like, you know, this is what we're missing, you know, that's like the best, that's like the best feeling in the world. And so I think it's actually a good thing to go into some of these conversations where you, I mean, clearly are too much for what they want, or they don't subscribe maybe to exactly, you know, what you, what, what, what you believe, but, but, um, you know, accepting a position like that would have not been being true to myself and it would have just felt wrong. <laughs> it would have just felt wrong. Well, but you know, and people are out there in your shoes, um, yep. looking and I mean, kind of talk about you cause you, you, you referenced a position that you and I talked about at length over, a, you know, a couple of week period and, envisioning now envisioning that situation and being in it versus this like how hard was it to continue and basically and turn it down and say this isn't right for me um and continue that so hard i mean yeah it was so hard because it was a great opportunity it was a great role and it 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 was something I knew I could do. I mean, I had the right skill set, but after spending time in the organization last year and sitting with um, all of the senior leadership, I was like, Ooh, I mean, it just felt, it felt very low energy. It felt very, it felt very um, counterculture to, to, you know, what we talk about and to what we believe. And so it was really hard to stay in the, stay in the fight. Like, you know, you begin to feel like there's nothing out there. You you begin to feel like there's just no hope. And, and, and then, you know, when you combine that with what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago and what you and I have talked about a lot offline is, you know, the ghosting and, you know, not calling you back and, you know, not, not keeping the conversations alive and, you know, having three or four great interviews and then just totally disappear, you know, then they just totally disappear on you. You have all that combined with you going to these interviews and you just leave kind of feeling a little like, you know, you kind of feel a little dirty, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like, like this isn't 1995, you know, this isn't 2005. Like what, what has happened in this industry that has driven people away from some of those core principles that they know are true and that successful organizations like in and out and Chipotle have been built on, you know, or even if you want to take it up to the fine dining level, right. There's some great organizations, you know, that Danny Meyer has in New York, you know, you know, just, I mean, how do you, how do you lose, how do you lose it? And, and, and I can tell you this industry has lost it. And I, I would like to believe that we are, you know, two of the champions that are continuing to tell that story. Now we're seeing it on the RV podcast, you know, with Jonathan Mays, which I think is fantastic. Maybe we'll get back in here and maybe we'll get back into the ring and, and, you know, we'll, you know, continue to fight this because I'm telling you, it is, it is, it is scary times to be looking for a position, but it's even scarier when you start to feel like it's not out there, but I can tell you the payoff on the other side of staying diligent, continuing to put yourself out there, continuing to, you know, take your best shot, continuing to be true to who you are and tell the story that you know is true because you do not want to end up somewhere where they don't want you. You do not want to end up somewhere where you're unhappy in six months. You do not want to end up, you know, somewhere where you pour your blood, sweat and tears into something for 18 months. And all of a sudden, you know, it's just not there. And then you're looking for something else. That's, that's not what you want. Yeah. No. And, and it's easy to, when, when things are going well and, and the economy is great and financials are strong, that's what the company, right. that's then what companies turn to. Oh, everything's going great. 
now let's talk about you know hey culture maybe that's what we're looking for because everything yes. else yes it's yes it's, and how do you affect and, that and now? yeah and it's an investment right and and it's investment so you look at you know and there's a lot of organizations out there that do this very well where even through the pandemic they they begin to add talent they begin to go out and get people to build the team right you know this just didn't start at salt and straw this has been going on you know for over a year probably 18 months where they've been bringing people on to round out the team so that they can you know take this to the next level and grow and scale the right way through covid right that's not the norm you know while there are I'm sure there are other organizations out there that have done it. That's not very, that's not very, that's not very commonplace, but those are the organizations that you want to be a part of. Those are the organizations that you want to gravitate towards. Those are the organizations that are going to be able to get on the other side of this and have a better story to tell. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Like there was no fear at all in this process, like from either side, from, certainly not for me as being a part of the conversation as a candidate or from them about what their objectives and goals are. There's, there's no fear. Like we're going to go do this thing. I mean, I love that. I mean, I think that, and that's, that for me was all I needed to know, but I mean about the culture and that starts at the top with the CEO, mm-hmm. Kim mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the executive team. I mean, it, it's like, you know, we believe in what we're doing. We believe in who we are. We believe you know, that we have something that is unique and special. And we also believe that creating an experience includes having not only a great product, in this case, amazing ice cream, but also having world-class hospitality. And, and that's exciting for me. But it wouldn't have happened had I jumped into something six months ago because I'd be sitting here telling a very different story. Like, okay, what's next? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and and the struggle was real. And, oh, struggle was real. Yeah, and when when you drop uh, the the next podcast, I think people will hear will, will hear that the struggle was real because they uh, they they will they yeah. they will they will. And I think I think you know just as a little precursor to that, uh, look, I, you know, I wasn't naming names in that podcast, and I won't name them here, but. The fact is, is that I was already in this process with salt and straw that was going so incredibly well. And of course, ended incredibly well. You know, here's how good I feel about salt and straw. Even if I wouldn't have gotten the job, I would still be talking positively about them because they handled themselves so professionally, so incredibly well. Clearly, you know, the antithesis of, 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 of most of the stories you hear on LinkedIn, yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it, was, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was, it was so good. You know, I mean, I, I would have had nothing but great things to say about them. So I was already in the process with them, but I was in this process with another organization too, or two, and it was just being, being just, it was just silly stuff like doing yeah. homework, which I'm yeah. not going to go off on this tangent, again, <laughs> but <'cause laughs> just, just, just tune into episode yeah. I, yeah. I can't remember if it's going to be 62 or 63, but, and, and you'll hear the homework story, but, uh, but, but no, uh, and I can't remember what you just said. They got me off on this tangent miles. Well done, but no, yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was that, that, that was highly frustrating because I saw it. I saw it the way it should be being, that should be being conducted versus how it was being conducted. And let me just say that I was interviewing with much larger organizations that did a piss poor job. Yeah. Right, piss poor job. Names that everyone would recognize worldwide, and they just literally, it just did not go well. Right for them, because for, for me it was important um, that we get on here and capture maybe the the your full enthusiasm. Be, yes, knowing, yes. Knowing last one that we're getting ready to drop showed, <laughs> your, showed your full frustration, and it did. Me, it like, did. It, People could listen to the, those back to back. It's like for, which they for the, will be back to back. They will be yes, right for the right for the people that just just hit play and just go all the way through both of them. Like, yep. I, I mean, for me, that's to me it would be such an inspiration for folks that are going through the struggle and that are frustrated and that are that are down and depressed and whatever. That it's like 
holy cow, from podcast to podcast, like it can happen at any time, any moment. It can be absolutely the struggle is real, but also right. So it's payoff potentially. No, the struggle is real, but you're absolutely right. In this industry, especially if you are cultivating relationships and if you are true to who you are, like, okay, and I'll just give you an example. I'm not sure I told you this. Yes, I did. So as a part of any organizational hire, especially at the level that you and I are at and that we're talking about, there's going to be reference checks, right? That's going to happen. So, and I had like a dozen ready on an Excel spreadsheet because of course I did. And uh, they're like, no, 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 we don't need that many, you know, <laughs> uh, just just, you know, just say to six. Um, so I did. And they checked, I think they checked four or five and, and they did it all in one day. They asked for my references on Monday. They checked them all Tuesday. I got an offer Tuesday night. My point to this is that the reference check process was awesome because when I spoke to the chief people officer, he said, you know what, all of these, all these checks just reinforced what we already knew. And that was awesome. You know, and, and so just, just everything throughout the entire process was just handled, you know, so incredibly well. And it just gives me so much confidence that this can still be done, that, it, that, that it's still happening out there. And there are yeah. great organizations that are doing it really well. And I know that they're out there. And, you know, I know you and I would both love to know from listeners, like, hey, if you're one of these organizations, please come on and talk to us. Like, yeah. let's have a conversation because we'd love to hear what you're doing and be able to share best practices because, you know, there's, there's, you know, I know there's more than just a handful out there that are doing it well. Just the only ones we usually hear about are the ones that don't. And so I'm really glad you really encouraged me because when you first asked me, I was like, no. And, 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 and so I'm glad we're doing it because it is good to talk about, it, especially in real time, you know, just 48 hours into the offer and, you know, having a chance to kind of process the whole experience back. And it was just absolutely, um, it was just absolutely incredible and really done the right way. You, you know, you know, we've always said before, you know, over the years, as we've interviewed people, like, you know, we're not going to hire everyone, but, you know, we want them to, to be a great customer. You know, we want them to be yeah, a great, right. Uh, right. a great ambassador of the brand, but you can't do that if you screw up the interview process. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you, I mean, you bring up a great point that, uh, Hey, if, if there's folks out there that, that believe in culture, that, that uh, believe that their organization yes. uh, does a great job and they want to highlight that, you know, let us, let yes. us know, you know, let's, we, let's highlight your we, organization. We want to hear about it. I mean, and we want to talk to you and we want to talk about you and, you know, we want to give you props like we're giving salt and straw. Like we want to, you know, we want to do that. I mean, cause it's so important and, you know, it's so easy. I think this, this runs true through the entire hospitality restaurant industry. It's so easy for us, to, you know, and we want to address the things that need to be fixed, but it's so easy to talk about things when they're not going well and, and when we have struggles, but we also want to celebrate when things do go well, like yeah. this, right? Yeah there's, yeah, there's plenty to celebrate out there. And we, we Absolutely. Gotta, you know, we got to find it. I think one of the things I'd love to talk about in the, the near future as we've been talking today is, you know, I've, I've talked to people and their environment and their culture um and it's maybe it's bringing someone on but other than you know if not just okay when you're right. in that culture what are some of the things you could do maybe you know it's like right how do you if that's your environment how do you enhance it make it better how do you be part of the solution what are things that you could do yeah maybe that's a topic that we we kind of focus on well, I think that's a great idea and I think we should. And, and, you know, I just want to say too, that, that this whole experience and being able to really handle it with a lot of grace can be sometimes hard, but it takes so much courage. Right. And that courage really is within each of us. It's just, it's just, you know, taking that deep breath, taking a step back, trying not to take it personally um, and going and saying, this is what I'm going to go do, you know, win, lose or fail. This is, this is what I'm going to do. And just being true to yourself takes a lot of courage. And I would just encourage everyone to just continue that journey. Yeah. And, and 
what's hard i think is wading through all of the mm. luck in when you're in the interview process and you know i really encourage folks to think about the questions that you want to ask whether whether it's super culturally cultural or whatever uh yes. culture culturally yes thank you for that uh, you know, <laughs> uh so so whether it's that that you're looking for whatever it is that really is something that is important to you think about the questions that you want to ask think if there are other people in the organization that you can seek out and talk to and have conversations with are there are there people on LinkedIn that has left the organization? Is that someone, um, you know, I, I think doing your homework and really finding that fit for you, whatever that looks like is important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and you bring up an excellent point. And I think I know who our next, our next podcast guest should be. There was a post on, there was two posts on LinkedIn uh, over the last week and I'm scrolling to them right now. And this was uh, from a, I believe an HR training professional who uh, had posted as she was taking on her new role and she just had some great advice. I wrote all of these questions down because I thought they were fantastic. She actually provided on LinkedIn a free resource that people could download and use. And it was, it was really, 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 really impressive. And it just said, hey, here are some things that you can do. Here are some questions that you can ask. And it was, it was really, really good. So then she put out a post and this was great. And her name is Stephanie Kramer. And so uh, shout out to you, Stephanie. And that's Kramer with a C. And she said, her post was, um, PSA, sharing my personal interview preparation approach. I don't care about your degrees, your 4.0 GPAs, or your pedigree experience. It doesn't predict job success. I care about your skills. And if you're a hiring manager, you should too. Skills-based hiring is the way of the future. Celebrate that. So she sent out this interview prep form, which was fantastic. And it gave you a little bit of things you need to do on your own to prepare. Like, you know, being able to find out who their top three competitors are, how do they compete. Um, you know, what is their guest feedback on Yelp, things like that. What do the employees say about them, right? But then it gets into, and I thought this was brilliant, to figure out who you're going to be interviewing at the company, right? Be able to find out their tenure, read their LinkedIn bio, common connections. Have they been on any podcast? Hey, plug for our podcast. Um, yep. uh, if so, listen to at least one, take notes. What are they posting about on social media? Check out a job description for their title. How many people are reporting to this person? Anything jump out about who would be your future teammates? It was just all of this really, really, really great stuff that you could do to prep. So I think we should probably have her on here because it was great. Yeah, and I think I think um, when you do that, yes, you can you can get in a very scary place because yep. when you're for a job, you want a job, and you don't yep. want to find out that, yep. man, I really don't like. <laughs> I really don't like what I hear, and I want to. I want to pass this up. When again, it goes back to mortgage continues to come, the car insurance continues That's to right. come. That's you know, right. All those things, and it's like I don't want to know how bad it is. I just need a paycheck. Exactly, and then well, and then just a few days after that, she sent this post or she put this out on LinkedIn. Again, this is fantastic. This is her exact words. It may feel ballsy, but I am a massive proponent of asking your interviewer at the end of the interview, do you have any concerns about my candidacy and the ability to do the job? If so, I'd like to address them. I think wow. that's brilliant. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. And then she goes on to say, she says, look, I get it. It may feel scary to put yourself out there like that, but what if the interviewer made a mistake? And thinks you don't have X when you really do. Trust me, you want an opportunity to correct that. And if they bring up a concern, well, then you have an opportunity to address that concern by sharing an example from your past where you, where you didn't know something and show the steps you took to learn it or whatever, right? Um, prep work, make sure you have an example to share. By changing your view of shortcomings, 
to opportunity is next level thinking. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, right. Right. I mean, and because I've never asked that question in an interview before, but no. I mean, what, a, what a great way to close it out. Right. Like, do you have any concerns about my ability to be able to do the jobs or anything? You know, we normally say things like, do you have any questions for me? Okay. Right. Yeah, yes, I do. Do you have any concerns about my candidacy <laughs> and ability to do the job? I'd like to address them. So I thought that was fantastic. Uh, so, you know, we can reach out to her because I think um, she, she, she would be an inspiration too to, you know, just have on. And, and, uh, um, but I, I, I will tell you that the questions were great. I mean, that, you know, she had written down and, you know, I actually wrote, I actually wrote some of those down in my notes just so that I had them to, you know, share with other people too. You know, how do you find success for the role? How do you define success for the role? What are the top three goals you'd like to see this person achieve this year? What do you see is the biggest challenge for this person? What do you feel are the best personality traits for this person to possess, to be successful? What is your style? Like asking them, like what, what is their leadership? You know, the actual person doing the interview, what's your style? How often do you meet with the team members that you work with? Um, what do your, when you do meet with them, what do your best team members come prepared with? What's the overall dynamic? How does the team communicate? How often do they meet? You know, I think it could be one of those, this could be an example of, you know, and they used to say all this in the nineties and two thousands, like it's an interview for the employer as much as it is for the person interviewing, which is true. But I think we've gotten away from that. And I think, I think those are some great questions that you can ask that, you know, that'll give you a lot of insight to the culture of that company. Yeah, that's, you know, I, what I love is the question of how often do you meet with your team? It goes back to kind of some of the examples I feel like I gave earlier. Yes, yes. I haven't talked to you in five years, haven't talked to you in three years, you know, all the different yes. stuff. And when I, think, I, I can just envision that question, you know, how often do you, you know, when, you, when you're talking to the, the highest level one or two in the organization and it's like right. often do you meet with whatever, you know, group that you throw out there and it's like if they do they have an immediate answer do they know how often they engage or is it oh let me think about that you know it's like yeah okay, well, you know you've just told me a lot right there absolutely so. and and i think on the candidate side we can't be afraid to ask those questions of a prospective employer so yeah. Yeah, Awesome. Well, Stephanie Kramer, we hope you listen to this and just know we're going to reach out to you to get you on the podcast. So that's right. We're going to do that. <laughs> and Bobby Shaw, congratulations <laughs> on uh, your, you know, your triumphant quest to find the right home for you, right? Thank you, Miles. I appreciate all your support, all the, all the time spent on the phone and <laughs> it was a journey and I know you, you lived it <laughs> well beyond the podcast that we're going to drop, but uh, no, it, it, it really feels great. And, and, you know, I just kind of get back to that optimism that I feel about working for an organization, um, not just because of the role, but because of the organization that I, that I, that I have that role with um, is very, uh, is very important. It feels really good. It's been a long time since I rolled a burrito and felt that way. So now, yeah. you know, I'll get to scoop some ice. Now I get to scoop some ice cream and feel that way. So, you know, well, and you know, one thing that just kind of hit me <clears throat> that we haven't really talked about much, but maybe, maybe we, maybe a show deserved is deserved on this topic, but for people that are out there in the middle of a search, what's your support structure right. look like? You know, who do you, mm, so important. Who do you talk so to? Who do you count on? Because the the eyes from the outside looking in, evaluating the situation, can be extremely important. We probably do need a show on that. That is well said because it it, it can be lonely. Like if I didn't have you and a handful, I think there were I think total of probably five people that I engage with regularly, right. They would say like, Hey, how's it going? Where are you at? You know, what's, you know, what's the next step? Um, I mean, that was so critical to me because not having had that and left your own devices, you know, you start oh, thinking the sun's never going to come up. Right. Your mind I mean, goes crazy. Right. It, it absolutely does. Right. I mean, you know, you're, 
your mind goes crazy and you think, you know, it's never going to get better. It's never going to happen for you. And that's simply just not true. So that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm really glad you brought that up. In fact, that was so good that this weekend I will high five you. And I can high five you this weekend because I'm actually <laughs> going to see you on Saturday. Whoa. So listeners, so listeners, this is crazy talk. So over, gosh, we got to be getting close to three years since we very first connected. And uh, this Saturday will be the first time that Miles and I have ever met in person <laughs> on my home turf of Kansas City. Uh, also, Miles is Miles is also from Missouri too. So yeah. he's coming back into town, and I actually get to meet you. I get to meet you in person. Yeah, yeah it's going to be one of those huh, okay moments. All right, you know? like huh, I thought you like you're a lot uh, you're you're a lot taller than I thought, Miles. So I'm not sure how I feel about this. Yes, so <laughs> that's awesome. No, no, this was really good. This was a great conversation. I think it was, it was really timely, uh, obviously. And, and I really appreciate you miles really kind of pushing for that. And, and I'm, and I am excited to drop actually both episodes kind of back to back and, you know, hopefully people will listen through to those. And uh, there's a lot of good, great um, content in both. And, and I think it will give people a really good understanding of what the journey does look like as you know, yeah. you're going to, as you know, you know, someone else in my case, me is going through the process of, of right. trying to find that next role. Yeah. And, and, and again, right. If, if I think our, our goal is always to provide um, perspective, hope, clarity, you know, um, Absolutely. that other people are going through it. And so that's why I think, you know, as, as we talked about today, it was important for us to, to, you know, give people that other side and how quickly, I mean, just, just how quickly it can happen and, and stay in the saddle, man. Right. Absolutely. And just stick with it. Be true to yourself, hang in there. Um, you know, something that, that, you know, has helped me, I'll just offer this as just, you know, I, this may not be for everyone, although I think it should be, but just the whole art of just the whole art of journaling. Right. I mean, just, having something written down where you can reflect back on your thoughts. Like it was, it was interesting. I did this yesterday. I kind of looked back over the last couple of months of, you know, my journal entry, I don't journal every day, but I journal several times a week, three or four times a week. And, you know, kind of seeing the evolution of that is really inspiring too, right? Going from like, I can go back and I can tell you my first interview with salt and straw. Right. And it, and exactly when it was. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, and then looking through my journal when I wrote, you know, when I got the offer. So I just think there's things you can do. Stay and plugged in with a, with a, uh, with a group, a support group, like you said, Miles. And then just making sure you give your time, give yourself time to process everything, to decompress everything. You know, it's hard to take that time because you feel the sense of urgency. But reality is you're not talking to me when about a job at six in the morning, right? So take that time and figure right. out whether you need to meditate or journal or whatever, just to help clear out your own mind so that you're in a better place so that when you have those opportunities come, you know, you are prepared to talk about them. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah I mean, well said, you know, that doing those activities helps you bring clarity to, to really what you're looking for is probably as much as anything and as important as anything. Is Absolutely. It helps you, understand you know, these are some of the things that maybe are are deal breakers for me this is yep. really important and how do i stay true to myself and absolutely if this is important how do i go about in the interview and the questions like you just you just went through how do i go about finding out about the things that are important to me and that's right i think you can use that time to to really figure that out yep absolutely well said. Well, I'm super excited for our next episode. We're going to do our best to have, have a guest on here because I do think this is a longer conversation. And I think we can talk more about it and get some, get some outside input on it as well. So yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to Saturday. Yes, sir. Can't, can't wait to see you. Can't wait to Might see buy you. you a beverage and, or something. Who knows? Uh, hey, hey, I can't wait. You know, I'm sure they have great appetizers. I'm always, I'm always down for an appetizer. So. <laughs> Awesome. Well, this has been great. I appreciate it. I know you do too, Miles. Thank you everyone for joining in and we'd love to hear your feedback and stay tuned for the next episode next week where hopefully we have a guest on to talk about this important topic more. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on the Cutting Onions podcast. We love this conversation. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring too. Please don't hesitate to send us your feedback and let us know what you think. We'll see you back on another episode of the Cutting Onions podcast very soon with some special guests to continue to dive into this important topic around recruiting, interviewing, hiring, onboarding, and some of the best practices out there in the industry. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon.